0: Okay, so we're working from the book, The Five Things We Cannot Change. And we're on chapter 4. David says, pain is a part of life. And I've already said I don't agree with everything that he said. Now we can look out in the world and we can see pain. We can see people suffering. But this does not necessarily mean that pain is a part of life. It just means that these people that we're looking at is suffering. What is pain? Perception. Perception is the mental faculty that molds our next moment of experience. And so... Let's do some things. In the Abhidhamma. that is the philosophical psychology on Buddhism, it says, the characteristic of perception is the perceiving of the qualities of the object. Its function is to make a sign as a condition for perceiving again that this is the same or that its function is recognizing what has been previously perceived. It becomes manifest as an interpreting of the, of the subject by way of the features that have been apprehended. All right. From the anthology of Nibbana, it says, Perception is what conditions all of our thoughts, words, and deeds. Now, usually most people stop right there. Oh, okay, I I get this now. So I've got this mentality, this mental factor that either tells me this is a good thing or tells me it's a bad thing. But remember in this study, in this philosophy, in this practice, we're asked to go further. We're asked to go deeper so that we understand how this works or how we think it works so that we can transform it into its reality. So have you ever asked yourself why did me and my friend go to the same place and meet the same people and I came away great and they came away going, that was sucking. Huh? We're talking about perception, aren't we? Now, when we begin to list the, the times that we've had a divergent, an agreement with someone whose wisdom or sanity we respected. They say potato, we say potato. We say, that was great. They say, oh, that sucks. Whose truth is true? Neither one. This is when perceiving and perception and defining becomes an opinion. But what it tells us is that we can manipulate it. If on the same day at the same time you see it one way and I see it another, we are manipulating perception. And if I can manipulate it, or if I get the message that I can manipulate, if I see that it can be manipulated because there's no truth there, because there's no agreement there. You follow me so far? So this means then that I can preframe, I can modulate so that my reality comes out the way I'd like it to. Where there, and I, I'm hearing some people now say that it's not pain, it's not pleasure, it's sensation. Okay? It's, it's feeling, sensation. Not good, it's not bad, it's just you know, and we can certainly go all the way to one side of the frame, one side of reality, and and agree that one person's pain is someone else's pleasure. And who again, who is right, who is truthful. It is just dependent upon how they view The moment, not the feeling, because remember, the feeling comes after perception. I have to perceive a thing and identify a thing in my mental construct before I know whether I like it or I don't like it, whether I'm happy to see it or I'm not happy to see it. Whether it's a friend or a foe. Once that's done, then I have a feeling about it. Ooh, I don't, I don't want that. Oh, I do want that. So the feeling comes after the perception. But when we understand that one day I can perceive Brussels sprouts as oh, I don't want that and the next day I do or the next year I do then I realize that this is not a truth this is just a tool. And it's a tool that I can, again, modulate or manipulate to construct my reality in a way that's pleasant all the time. So there's a sutta in the Majima Nikaya where one of the disciples wanted to go to a rough part of the county, to a place where people, strangers, weren't treated very, very correctly or very fair, that they were mistreated. That this group, this family, this tribe, this culture was very crude in its behavior and very xenophobic. And so the Buddha wanted to make sure that this particular disciple understood what he was getting into before he took this journey, and so he said to him, yeah, "They're rough. They're rough guys. They, they don't. They don't take kindly to strangers. Kind of sounds like some places you know. He Says, "What would you do?" If they spoke to you harshly, spoke to you with mean tones of voice and mean connotations of words, what would you do? And the disciple said, I would be very delighted because they could have hit me with a rock. And I would be very thankful that they didn't do that. He says, well, what if they hit you with a rock? says, I would be very thankful, I would be delighted because they could have hit me with a stick. And the Buddha said, what if they hit you with a stick? And his story goes on and on and on, up until the point of taking life. And even there, he saw, he understood how to manipulate the context so that it would not bring pain to him. And what he said was there are people who pay people to kill them. And I'm getting it for free. So I would, I would think what a benefit, what a delight. Okay? Okay. So again, the point is not what the moment is. The point is, how do I feel in the moment? That's the point. And when we begin to understand that we can manipulate our mental faculties so that our moment, irregardless of how it is occurring, will always be Okay. Okay, I'm going to let everybody marinate on that for, for a minute. Just think about it. Just think about it. So we've met people in our lives. We've encountered people at the elevator or on the job site or in the church or the Dharma Hall, that when we say, how you doing today? It's, I'm doing great. You know, it could be snow and mud, but they're doing fine. You know, they're doing great. And you can think, say, gee, every time I meet George, he's doing great. He never seems to have any problems with life. And of course, conversely, you know the guy or the woman who, every time you ask him how you feeling, to say, Oh, geez, I shouldn't ask that. Oh, it's such a bad thing. You know, oh, life is terrible. The world is just going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. The difference between the two are the way they perceive their reality. And The point I'm making to everyone is that we have a choice. It's not, this thing of perception is not absolute. It is not a truism. We think it's real because it affects us in such an adverse way. Whether we're running after the pleasurable or whether we're running away from the frightened. So we find ourselves always being manipulated by this, always running to and fro, back and forth thinking something's good one day and getting burned by it the next. Is it really good? Is it really bad? No, it just is. But it also is what I think it is. And that's what makes it real to us. And so now we understand that we can be present and be pleasant in spite of what might be occurring around them. In spite of what others think about reality as it is. Because remember, their thoughts about their reality is only their perception and their opinion about the reality. And how long is reality... One moment. One moment, that's it. This is good. This moment is good. Well, what about... No, 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 no. This moment. And this moment. And this moment. And this moment. Well, what about... No, this moment. Whenever your mind wants to take you up here and start to worry about what's going to happen up there, you go, no. No, I'm in this moment. And this moment is fine. Yeah, but the next moment, well, I'm in this moment. And no bears are eating me. You know, nothing's happening to me right now. My shoulder doesn't hurt. <laughs> I'm Okay. I'm in good shape. i got food in the fridge. Yes, sir?
1: Good morning. Good afternoon. What another way of describing uh, this benevolent attitude that you're describing, what another way of saying that might be a person who is using gatekeeper mentality as things come and go. I don't subscribe or jump onto any of them or run from any of them. But I just note them passing.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm getting into something a lot simpler than that even, Art. Because again, you know, in the practice of noting, the practice of mindfulness and being present and identifying what, com- what, what comes up and what goes away, there is still that duality that's present. There's still that, well, that's a, that's a good thought and that's a bad thought and that's a, you know, frightening thought and that's a pleasant thought. But what I'm saying is that you can have the ability to have To perceive, see, because this is what we're talking about. We're talking about defining the quality of the moment. The objects contained in the moment. Defining the quality. Bad good. And what we're saying is that we have the wherewithal, we have the power, we have the permission from reality to make it what we want it to be. And the way and what we make it is what it is going to be. What we think it is is what it is. This is not about this is not about wishing and, and putting our hands behind our back with our fingers crossed and, and hoping that the moment's going to be a you know, a pleasant one or not. That's not about this. This is not about wishing. This is not about affirming. This is about understanding how the mind works and then making it work in our favor and not allowing it to continue to manipulate us and make us believe that things are what they're not because things are just empty. And so therefore I can fill up the container with any color Kool-Aid I want.
1: Yes, sir. right. I think what I was trying to describe was uh, non-judgment, simple, simple awareness. And I had, the, I had the thought that perhaps that condition is a little farther across the stream than what you're describing.
0: Okay all right yes
2: i have a rather extreme example um i was driving yesterday and uh, crossing an intersection and all of a sudden i hit a car just completely didn't see it coming had no idea terrific crash car spun around and uh, when I, it came to stop, I, the motor was still running, and my first thought was to get it out of the road so that other people wouldn't be. And as I'm driving it off, it's crunching and flapping, and things are falling off, and the car is just disintegrating, and I get it off to the side of the road, and uh, I get out and see my car strewn about on the street. And I, st- I stop as I'm crossing the street and try to pick it up and bring it off and see the other car. And I head across there as soon as I can safely. And the pedestrians are there. And uh, I walk up, and one of them says to me, you ran that red light. I mean, she was kind, but she said, you ran the red light. Because I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know what had happened. I went to the other person in their car, and they were devastated, crying and crying and crying. And it was a horrible shock. Um, she wasn't hurt any worse than I had been, because I certainly was, was bruised. And her car had a lot of less damage. And she was so, for the longest time, uncontrollably, anguish and saying, my car is ruined, it'll never be the same. It's just a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. And cried and cried and cried and cried. And she said, and the, and the person that hit me left. And I said, no, no, no. The person that hit you did not leave. I am right here. Mm-hmm. I am right here. I would never leave you. I would never do that. Um, and that they came. They towed my car away. That I stood there with the police, came up and said, what happened? I said, I ran the light and I hit her. He said, oh, well, that makes it really easy then. And I know that I have times that I would certainly fall apart too, but it Mm was an amazing experience to see the difference between what my practice has given me Mm -hmm. and what I I could certainly have been capable of Mm -hmm. too in the horrific pain. and mm-hmm. um, Anyway, I just, I thought this was a good example of that.
0: Was that was an excellent example. Yeah. Thank you. We're happy that you're not hurt any more than you were, yeah. and that the other person...
2: Let well, <laughs> <they> me finish. <laughs> the, the, now right. that now you're on the subject. When they say death comes without warning, death mm. comes without warning. Mm-hmm. That moment I would like to say, oh, if I see death coming, I'll, you know, mm-hmm. the prey and whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't see it. That's true. You do not see it.
0: Again, we're, we're happy that everyone's okay, that, that they weren't hurt right. any more than they were. And again, you can replace things, or you can even replace life. That's another Dhamma talk. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. You know, to understand the moment and not to lose your peace in that moment. You know, to see that they could have hit me with a stick. They could have shot me with a gun. They could have ran over me with their car. But they did. They just yelled nasty things at me and called me names. And, of course, we know that there are lots of people who fall apart with that. It's Anytime you or who
3: you're surrounded by has this unpleasant Perception. It seems to me like the tool is gratitude, like finding always finding
0: always always finding to be, the, the, be grat- the plus, for. yeah, the plus in, in the situation, and there's and there's always something positive to pull from the situation. Always, always. Now, I mean, helping others to find that is just as important as helping yourself
4: find that as well.
0: Well, that might be tougher, you know, because again, we're talking—we're we're talking about opinions that some people hold as fact, that some people hold as truth, and we—and you know, you, we've got to be very gentle and kind with them, and we don't want to be in the process of mugging them for their their truth, because right now they see it as that truth, just like the woman that was in the other car thought it was a terrible situation. Terrible. She never thought about the fact that she could be dead. So, yeah, it, 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 it's, a, it's a kindness, if you will, to want to share with the other person who's so destroyed some peace. But that might not be possible. And so all you can do is to go, as, as Linda did, and, and say, I'm here for you, and I won't leave you, but, you know emergency vehicles on the way. And uh Ken, is there anything I can get for you? You're helpful, but you're not trying to take away what they might be holding tightly on to. There's um there's a group who meets that um, are diverse in their philosophy. And the reason for meeting is because of prior addictions. But some people have a problem because one group comes from a larger group who gets their strength and their support from one, one omnipotent figure, and the other group gets their support from another powerful figure. And one day they're all going to realize that it's not important. Who who we embrace for our courage and our strength and our our itiveness and, and and our success isn't, isn't it important. Who it, who who we call it, or her or him, it's not important. It's important we got one. That's what's important. And to be happy for the other person who has found salvation, redemption, with that entity no, oh, no, no, no. You're wrong. You know, you gotta take mine. I you know, we we don't talk that any no no be be happy for the person who has found strength. I can remember talking to Jehovah's Witnesses on Sunday. And the first thing I would always do was invite them in. Because I felt, man, you got a hell of a day. You're out here knocking on doors, and I know you get a lot of disparaging words. So come on in, have some tea. Let's sit down and talk about this. And I would listen. I wouldn't tune them out. I would listen and I would agree. And and at the end I would say, and I'm so happy for you. Because your work ethic impresses me. We can't even get people to come up and go to the Dharma Hall at 12 o'clock, noon. What's this knock on doors at 8 in the morning knowing they're going to get slammed in their face? <laughs> do I get an amen? <laughs> so I, I look at them and I say, Boy, that's faith. That's faith. But I say, the, the thing that made you do this, the conviction that you have, I'm impressed. And I said, I've got the same conviction for my path that you have for yours. And I'm happy that you and I have found a way out of this mess. So the love is about the support, not about, here. I'm going to give you mine instead of what you got. (sighs) Yes, Michelle?
3: I'm so glad you're okay. And you said something that I found valuable, which was that you got through what you got through, how you got through, because of practice. And which brings me back to how we think about it. Mm-hmm. And what you've said about, uh, you know, we how we view it makes it what it is. Mm-hmm. And I understand the concept intellectually. What we think
0: about is what we think
3: about. Right. And I understand the concept intellectually. But it seems, at least for me, that there's a little bit of a leap between the intellectual understanding and the putting into practice, you know, that I don't have to suffer. So I guess I'm asking for the practice that gets you there.
0: The practice that brought you here. That makes you sit here and listen to my stuff while you're going, eh, I don't know if I really believe that or not. I don't
3: I don't know. Well there's not a problem with leaving it. I believe it. The problem is following through in action.
0: Uh, well spoken. In other words, it doesn't work as long as I keep it in my bag or keep keep the page earmarked. It doesn't work. I've got to take it and put it into the experiences of my life. That's where that's where I find out one way or the other what works and what doesn't.
3: So, Can I give you an example? Quick and easy. Geez, here, sure, Here come the holidays, the consumerism, the whole thing nauseates me. It nauseates me. I don't want anything to do with it. I want to crawl in a hole until January 15th or so. Okay. I know that's the wrong that, way to does look that, at does that it. Does that work? No, of course okay, it doesn't work. Why, why, do, why do what doesn't work? I'm, it's not what I'm... Why, why I don't are you feel gonna, like I'm why, doing it. Are you I feel going like take, it's being dumb to me. <laughs> why are you going to
0: take the, the Christmas trees and the presents? Do you remember? Well, maybe not. Well, I
3: maybe try not, maybe. not to do Christmas, then, then but the it's family okay. gets so hysterical. It's okay. What's but wrong you, with look, me? Look,
0: look, Look, this is what I've noticed about Christmas. People become kinder and more socialized at Christmas. They open the doors for you. They smile at you. (laughs) They do. They do. So it's like, oh, it's cool. And, And you see the little kids and how enthusiastic they are. And we were poor, my family. So... But this was a time when they sacrificed. I don't know how what they how they pulled it out of their hat, but they found some money from somewhere to get some goodies, to have that celebration on Christmas morning. And they could have just as soon said, Look, we don't have any money, so we got to buy groceries, and we got to pay the rent. So we're not going to do this, because I hate it. And they probably hated it too, but they didn't let it on to me. Now, what I hated was my birthday. You know why? Because that was the day after Christmas. (laughs) And it was like, oh, you know, nothing for you this year. (laughs) Because we had to do Christmas. (laughs) And finally, I just gave up on my birthday. I said I, I can't compete with the big guy anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just I'll just act like I don't want one, you know. Cause it all I got was socks and underwear, you know. I, I never got a pony. You know, <laughs> telling you it was, it would have it would have it would have smashed them somebody else. But I persevered. And just didn't want one anymore. Don't give me a birthday party. No, I don't want it. I won't. Yes, my friend.
4: I was just thinking uh, about 11 years ago, I went to my first Dharma talk with you. And you were talking about this bear <laughs> that had his, his uh, teeth around your legs or something like that.
0: Now, the bear never caught me, but anyway, go ahead. I was you know, always
4: faster than the other guy. Well, you know the bear story I'm talking about. I'm not sure. And I thought, well, the bear story was that uh, in the time of uh, the most uh, dangerous situations and uh, when pain is starting to uh, come up in, in your mind, uh, you still have options. Mm. And I said, man, this guy, What? But I have to tell you, so it's fast forward 10 or 11 years, and, uh, it's a process, this whole thing. It doesn't necessarily happen overnight, but it does happen. Yeah. So, to those of you in this room that may be somewhat new to this practice, or are curious about the practice, uh, the idea is you have to practice. And uh, you'd be surprised that incredible things happen. So I want to thank you right now, Deepa, for uh, making my practice a better one and my life a lot less, I should say a lot less suffering for me. Thank you. So stay the course, guys. It'll work.
2: Quickie. you know, I don't know how well I practice, but all I can say is when I screw up and I start cursing at whoever cut me off or did whatever, I just say to myself, now you're being a bad Buddhist. <laughs> and that kind of diffuses it, but yeah. I can't help but react the way I react when people are,
0: you know, crazy. Well, but it'll get better. That's, I don't know That's what that. <laughs> That's what everybody's saying, mm-hmm. including me. We get better, we develop a higher skill, by implementing it and using it. If you don't use it, it won't get better. If you keep your guitar in the closet or the basketball in the basement, you won't get better at that game. But if you are willing, here's, here's, here's a flip on that, to always be able to say, oh, here's another opportunity to practice. Mm-hmm. You know? Another opportunity to to come come into mindfulness. Another opportunity Mm -hmm. to stop. You see, this is the the point. The point is, in ordinary life, we don't stop. We keep becoming angry. We keep flipping the bird. We keep pulling up to the next light and glaring. We don't stop. (laughs) But the practice is, okay, let's stop. Because you're the only one that's suffering. The other guy is not paying you any money. So, Story.
3: Um,
2: thank you for the wonderful Dharma talk, Deepa. You're welcome. There was a gentleman here at the last retreat, and he works with um, he go he works with prisoners in the Seattle area. Mm-hmm. And he said one of the things he really appreciates about it is they completely understand the mental when he talks about the mental prison that mm-hmm. we put ourselves in. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, if you go up to a stranger on the street, like the lady at the at the rack, and start talking about the mental prison we put ourselves, in,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. they just don't get it at all. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. All right, we, I'm, I'm getting into your time now, so I'm gonna stop and bring this to a close to a halt. Uh, as always, I thank all of you for your support, your caring. Uh, it's very touching when I don't come to Dharma and I get the messages from everybody. You know, Paniwati always makes sure she brings everybody's love back and concern and worry. And all I'm saying to all of you is don't worry. I'm fine. Everything's good. Thank you for your wisdom, your sharing. Remember, we can always find something positive, something good in any moment. The moment is ripe with duality. And just as we can look at the garbage and the crap, there's also pearls and diamonds there, too. And it just depends on which which one we're choosing to focus on. You know? So always remember when you got a handful of crap, go, oh shit, I should have picked up the diamond. You know? (laughs) And then put the crap down. May all beings be liberated from suffering. May we be well, may we be happy, may we be peaceful. Thank you so much for everything you do. We will see you soon. Smile at a stranger.